morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer, and I'm the socialite. I'm passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media as a business tool. And to me, the ultimate online networking business tool is LinkedIn. And so I am so excited today to have my guest on. Welcome, Jason. How are you? I am doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Great, great. Well, before we jump in, let's tell everybody just a little bit about why I'm so excited to have you on. This is Jason Miller, and he is the Senior Content Marketing Manager at LinkedIn, leading the global content marketing and social media strategy for LinkedIn Marketing Solutions. Previously, Jason was the Senior Manager, Social Media Strategy, and Content at Marketo, I hope I said that right, where he led the company's global social media and content strategy, driving over $1 million into their pipeline annually. Before then, he spent more than 10 years at Sony Music Entertainment, developing and executing marketing campaigns around the biggest names in business. This is, you know, Jason is just, he's, he's rubbed elbows with the elite of the elite. Um, he is a regular contributor to top marketing blogs, Copy Blogger, Marketing Profs, Content Marketing Institute, Social Media Examiner, Social Media Explorer, and Convince and Convert. So welcome, Jason. And thanks again for having me. That's quite an intro there. Maybe I need to work on shortening that pie. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was perfect. It's funny. I've had guests on before when I've said, you know, provide me a brief bio. They've sent me an entire page. So yours was <laughs> perfect. Um, and, you know, let's just jump right in. I initially virtually met Jason. We've only ever virtually met when he wrote a great article that I happened to stumble along to called Seven Reasons Your LinkedIn Profile is a Hot Mess. And it was a great article, Jason. Um, you know, I've, I've sent it out several times. We'll talk in, in more detail about it. But one of the things that I wanted to share with our listeners was how you and I connected because of the article. On LinkedIn, I, of course, shared the article. And then I sent Jason a request to connect. And I said, you know, I read the article. I thought it was great. And Jason very kindly accepted my request to connect. And, and so that's where things have gone from there. And I think that just is probably one of the, the first things I want to talk about is how people can connect with other people on LinkedIn. Of course, of course. And I think, I mean, I think you kind of nailed it. I mean, LinkedIn, at the end of the day, is there to uh, connect the world's professionals. It's a place for, uh, where members, the LinkedIn members like to be inspired. They like to uh, connect with other folks and, um, you know, share content and, and just engage in conversations to to, to make them better at their career and, and make them more connected with the world. So, um, again, I think it's, it's easy to do, but there's some etiquette. There's a great post on Mashable this morning right. called mm -hmm. the great, I think it's called the great big book of etiquette for LinkedIn mm -hmm. or something yes. along those lines. It was perfect. But mm -hmm. again, I mean, I'm happy to connect with anyone that, uh, you know, that we share, you know, uh, marketing knowledge or, or a common, a few common connections. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I feel very comfortable doing that. Well, and I think the trick is, to change kind of that standard format that LinkedIn gives all of us to personalize the message. Um, you know, the only time I ever use that generic one is if it's somebody that I really, really know. You know, maybe I'm sitting having coffee with them so that mm -hmm. they recognize who I am because, you know, people need that reason. You know, we get so many requests to connect on all of our social media accounts that if you don't tell me kind of who you are or why you want to connect, I might ignore that connection. 
Exactly. It just takes a couple of seconds. It's really easy right. to type in a, uh, just a mm-hmm. short message. I mean, whenever I do a speaking gig, you know, I always announce at the end, I said, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I just type in the memo box or, you know, type a little note that says that you saw me here or that, or right. that we met uh, or we shook hands or something. It's that mm-hmm. simple. Well, and I tell people the same thing, you know, and, and we all like to think that we're memorable. And unfortunately, most of us aren't. But, you know, so so I tell people, you know, maybe you went to this great networking event, you get back, you send them a request to connect and just remind them, hey, we just met at X. If you, you know, if there was something specific that you talked about, you want to, you know, list that in there too. But that does kind of bring them back to remembering who you are and maybe what those conversations were about. If you just say, I want to connect with you on LinkedIn, some people will say yes, some people will say no, some people will completely ignore you. But, you know, it's just like when you walk up to someone, you don't just kind of jump into things, you introduce yourself. And I think that's where people tend to, to sometimes miss the boat sometimes on LinkedIn. Absolutely. I mean, we when I was at Marketo, we would use the same analogy for, for lead generation. You know, mm-hmm. when using social media at the top of the funnel, I'm sure, you know, uh, you know the analogy, of, we call it dating. So we want to introduce ourselves and we want right. to, um, you know, get to know the person before we ask them for their phone number, uh, mm-hmm. as you would on a lead gen form. So the top of funnel social media is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's a little bit more difficult on the other social media sites. You know, Facebook kind of took away that option where when you sent a, you know, a, a request to friend someone that you got to tell them, you know, a little bit about why you wanted to connect. And Twitter, you know, you, there's nothing there. I mean, you just follow somebody. Um, you know, and, and same thing kind of with Google+. Plus. But you can still take those steps to personalize it. Um, you know, I get you know, 10, 20 requests to connect probably every day across the various social media sites. And I always go and look at the person, unless I really do remember exactly who they are. Um, But especially on LinkedIn, I want to go see maybe, you know, a little bit more about them. Even if they did a fabulous introduction, I want to look at their profile to see why it might be a mutually beneficial type of of relationship. Exactly. And I mean, that's the importance of of making sure that your profile looks good and it's up to date and that you're you're active on there because I mean mm-hmm. that's the first thing, especially if you're you know if you're in sales or, or marketing. I guess you could say, um, whenever you do engage with somebody or do some that connect, they are going to go check out your profile, try to figure out if you guys have some commonalities, uh, and and just make sure that you're a person they want to connect with. So it's right. just your your best foot forward. Perfect. So let's kind of start with your article and just go down the list of of the seven reasons why you know you might need to. Up your game, shall we say, on your your social media profile. So you start with saying that people don't always have a good photo. What are your recommendations about having a good professional photo on your LinkedIn profile? You know, it, it's kind of funny because um, I was actually poking a little bit of fun. It was a fun article. You know, the term <laughs> hot. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it just it really blows my mind when I see some folks uh, who either have a very low-res photo that's cropped out from, you know, mm-hmm. like barbecue or something. Has the uh, hand. <laughs> yeah, or, or uh, you know, and maybe it's a, their ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend is cropped out of the side. It's, it's just really bizarre. Um, I mean, this is, again, this is a professional, this is your professional image. Even, I mean, this isn't, you know, people have the misconception that LinkedIn is, is your online resume. While it, may or, while it may be that, in addition, it's also this, this platform for, for you know, professional mindset to connect. So you have to, you know, put your best foot forward, like I mentioned before, and and just put a little bit of effort into getting a nice shot. Uh, we, you know, as, as a matter of fact, when I was at Marketo, <clears throat> we um, we did something called uh, uh, Picture Day, it's just like we do it, you know, just like you would do in grade school. Ah. Where we brought in a professional photographer, 
uh, and we set up the photographer um, and, and had people sign up. And we, I think we shot 110 professional wow. headshots mm-hmm. with a nice, beautiful purple background, right, from Marketo mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then while that person is getting their, um, <clears throat> excuse me, while they're getting their photo, their professional headshot, I would look at their LinkedIn profile and kind of give it a makeover. Ah. So the next day, we would mm-hmm. see, you wake up in the morning and we'd come to the office and we'd see all these beautiful new headshots and right. you know, our SDRs, our sales teams. I mean, it was really, really mm-hmm. a, a home run for us all around. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's pretty simple to do a new picture. Um, you know, you can hand somebody your your smartphone and have them take the picture. You know, don't try and take it yourself. Your arm is not long enough to give you a good <laughs> exactly. picture. Um, but, you know, you you can have a nice image there. Uh, you know, it, it shouldn't have the, the ex-boyfriend's hand on your shoulder. You know, that's always a little creepy when you see those type of pictures. Or, um, you know, somebody's shoulder, you know, or, or you know, all of those various things. And and look professional in the picture. You know, look relaxed. Look, you know, look at the camera. Smile at it. This is not the place to be coquettish, or um, you know, to, to try and be silly. I mean, you know, you've you've probably seen far more bad LinkedIn photos than I have, and I'm just blown away every time I go to the site. It's like, really, is that the professional image you want the world to see? Exactly. Yeah, I like how you mentioned the selfie. Don't <laughs> do not use a selfie as your mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile image. But you know, it, it's. I mean, you don't need to go to a professional to get this headshot. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can either, the, the camera on the iPhone is, is, is actually pretty sharp. If you get mm-hmm. good light, take it, crop it down, and put it up there. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just that simple. And it's the first step. It's the first thing people are going to look at. Right. It's the first thing they're going to notice mm-hmm. when they get to your profile. So now, important. Jason, I do have to ask, because, of course, I, we're connected on LinkedIn. You don't mm-hmm. have a picture. <laughs> Why don't you have your What's own that? picture there? You, you have oh. an image rather than your headshot. Oh, well, that was, you know, that's actually a funny, uh, funny little story. So we did this, um, <clears throat> we did this piece of content called uh, Frolic in the Snow with Those in the Know. And oh, so cute. we took the top LinkedIn marketing influencers from the Influencers Program and pulled mm-hmm. their, their, um, their, some of their posts together. So uh-huh. we did Ann Hanley, Dave Kirpin, uh, Joe Polizzi, and a few others. And it was uh, just a kind of a, a holiday reading, like an e-book we put together, some mm-hmm. really great mm-hmm. top marketing posts. Uh, and then for a little, as a little fun, we had um, the illustrator who designed the, the cover do little illustrations, snowmen and snowwomen, if you will, of all the uh, participants. So what you see there is <laughs> is me transformed into a snow person, a snowman, uh, for the holidays. So I got to switch that out. That promotion uh, just ended a couple days ago. Well, and it's you know winter is ending. We hope um, you know and and but it, that does I, you know, one of the things that that I wanted to bring up is. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent serious. You know, it's it's okay to have fun with your LinkedIn profile. Of course, and you know, I mean that that kind of leads into you know B two B marketing. I've been in B two B marketing for the past three mm-hmm. or four years now, and you know, with the, with social and content, I mean, what I found out is you don't have to take yourself so seriously, right? Right. Now you do need to stay professional, but mm-hmm. you can have a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is by no means Facebook, and uh, you, you know, you're not sharing all these images in a locked environment with your friends. This right. is your public-facing profile, but but again, you can you can have a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that's one of the things where people sometimes hesitate to use LinkedIn is you know they they think it is too serious and that it always 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 has to be so professional. Now you know I'm I'm a, a big Denver Bronco fan. The Broncos are on their way to the Super Bowl, and so mm-hmm. on Facebook, of course, I posted about that on Facebook. I don't post about that on LinkedIn. Now, if I saw exactly. something that pertained to maybe social media regarding the, the game, that 
might be a different thing for me to post um, because you know you you do want your personality to come across and and I don't want people to think just by reading my LinkedIn profile that I'm this buttoned up very serious type of professional. Absolutely, I mean if you if you know you don't want to share uh, a photo of you at your Super Bowl party, but if you do have you know an article, a blog post called Five you know marketing lessons from the playoffs, I mean that's <laughs> certainly applicable. Right. Uh, by the way, I am uh, a little bit devastated by the San Francisco 49ers loss yesterday. That was and, a uh, bad loss. <laughs> the, the the rivalry with uh, with Seattle is is just I mean so intense. And oh yeah. The city was was pretty disappointed last night, but mm-hmm. we'll bounce back. You will, you will, and you know it, it's it's a good thing that we're going to play Seattle because we can beat Seattle. <laughs> um, but you know there there are definitely ways that that you could have done a lot of professional things. You know maybe for the the uh, the, the party it was a business networking event, and so you could take a picture of you know everybody that was there for that and and post that. So you know there are definitely ways to be able to combine the fun stuff and the the business things. Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't. Said it. I could not have said it better. Well, now, the next thing you talk about in the article, and, it, and what I love about the article is it is kind of tongue-in-cheek, um, you know, but it does have some really great points. And so the, the next point is that you talk about that your profile is missing the basics. I mean, you know, how many profiles do you go to and you see that, you know, they, they cut and pasted their resume in there from 10 years ago and then never went back? Exactly. I mean... Again, the basics, you know, when, when people see that you work somewhere, and if you can't take a minute to, to write a description of what you do on a daily basis, I mean, mm-hmm. then <laughs> just, do you really like your job? Do you understand your job? Um, I mean, people want to know what you do. If they're, if they're looking at your profile, excuse <clears throat> me, so it only takes a second just to make sure that all the basics are filled out on there. Right. And it definitely has to be current. I mean, you know, if, if you posted your resume in there from 10 years ago, more than likely you don't have that same job. Now, you might still work for the same company, but, you know, they've probably, hopefully you got promotions, hopefully you had new job duties that were added, all sorts of things. And so at least make sure that, that your profile has current information. Absolutely. I mean, again, I think it just takes a few minutes to go through your profile. And, and, and to, having that thing up to date, I mean, that's, that's good for, uh, it, it only benefits you. Uh, and, and you don't, again, you don't have to be searching for a job to have that beneficial. Uh, I mean, it, it's good for your your online profile as a marketer. I right. mean, me as a marketer, I want to make sure that every project that I do is listed up there, um, and then I give my full my, my myself full credit, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm proud of my accomplishments, and I want right. to show them off. Mm-hmm. It's a place right. to do it. Well, and you mentioned that it's not mm-hmm. just for job seekers, and I'm looking at the article um, that you wrote in, in on convince and convert, and there was mm-hmm. one of the comments that hit it out of the park. Um, to, and he was responding to your article, and this man is Roger Hun- Herney. Um, and what he said is absolutely perfect. He says, what people fail to realize is that LinkedIn isn't a place to find a job. It's a place to manage your career. And that oh, says yeah, it all that. right there. You know, I know we're going to have to contact Roger and, and find out how we can quote him on numerous other times. Because, I mean, that really <laughs> is it. Whether you're looking for a job or networking or whatever, it's where you're managing your career. Absolutely. And, and again, I mean, if you... The reason we – I wrote a keynote for uh, Content Marketing World last year, and it was the first project I did at LinkedIn, and the keynote was called Why LinkedIn is Going All-In with Content Marketing. And the mm-hmm. idea there is it's not just an online profile, an online resume, right. if you will. It's, it's uh, Our members, they want original content. They want content in the feed. They want content to, to inspire them, to, mm-hmm. uh, to make them better at their, their job now. 
and to uh, just some good reading. I mean, it's right. like a, a, a digital newspaper in real time every you know every day. Well, and the you point that out in your next uh, point in your article about having current updates. Um, you know, and and we all get busy, but it doesn't take all that long to go in once a day and do a quick little update. But to me, that's one of the questions I get from people the most. They say, nobody cares about my industry or what am I going to post? Content really is king. And and I've seen on some of the other things you've written that you see that focus going more and more and that people really have to, to, to focus on what they are providing. So where can people find content? You know, Say you're an insurance salesman. What the heck are people going to care about if you're posting on LinkedIn? <laughs> well, I think every industry, you know, um, has has their challenges when it comes to content. But there's no shortage of content out there. And I mean, you, you know, I wake up in the morning. I use I use Pulse. It's part of LinkedIn. But mm-hmm. it basically, I subscribe to my favorite uh, news sites and my favorite blogs, and I watch that. So I wake up in the morning. And I have a real time digital newspaper based on everything that's happening mm-hmm. in my network, uh, the, the the blogs and the news sites that I subscribe to. Uh, and if I see something in there, I read it. I think it's applicable. I think it's uh, something that could help out you know, the folks in my network or just something that I find interesting. I, I mean, I share it. It takes two seconds. Right. And I think that, you know, people, I follow other people. I follow Ann Hanley, Joe Polizzi, and I look to them to, you know, showcase or to share with me uh, mm-hmm. some new content to keep me on the cutting right. edge. Right. And for you and me, there is a lot of content out there about social media, but, you know, there's so much content that anybody can find. You know, maybe it's once a week you do a frequently asked question about your industry. Um, I was working with an insurance person, and I told him, I said, one of the days of the week, post what's going on in your community. You know, that's a great thing to let people know, first of all, who you are. But it's it's also a way to be promoting things in the community. There's so many different things that you can be posting that isn't 100% related to your industry. Absolutely. I mean, you can push the, you know, you can push, I, I call it kind of opening the umbrella, right? Like you mm-hmm. have your main keywords. How far can you push that uh, to your audience and, and, mm-hmm. and stand on that topic but still keep it relevant, right? Right. I mean, it, one of my favorite marketers, uh, a brilliant content marketer, um, Marcus Sheridan, the sales lion, this, uh, he has a blog about pools. <laughs> you would think, <laughs> well, how interesting can that be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look at his blog and he comes up with so many creative ways to, even uh, even though I'm not buying a pool or in the market mm-hmm. to buy a pool, his mm-hmm. content is that interesting. He does such a good job with it that uh, that I that I read it <laughs> I read it uh, quite quite uh, frequently. Mm-hmm. But it's, know, it's, I mean, how creative how creative can you get with your content? How far can you push it to where um, you can still stay topical uh, and relevant to your audience without you know going too far? That's that's the balance you need to find. Right, and and it can't be salesy. You know, it's not the, here's this great new article, and ooh, ooh, I sell a product that pertains to it. Ugh. <laughs> we don't like, you know, it, it's just like networking real life. You know, you don't like somebody coming up and, and being the, the used car salesman to you there. So don't be doing that online, and especially not on LinkedIn. You know, I'm sorry, spammers, go away. Exactly. You know, I mean, Jay, Jay Bear has a, a great book that came out last year called Utility, and it's all about um, creating marketing that's so useful that people will pay for it. And mm-hmm. It's all about t- very top of funnel stuff and using content and social uh, to build that relationship very early on and stay right. top of mind. Top of mind is terribly underrated, um, but you know LinkedIn is a great place to distribute your content mm-hmm. uh, and build those relationships. And, and when they're when that person's ready to to make a purchase or they're thinking about that sale, uh, you'll have that early relationship built with them mm-hmm. so that they're more likely to choose you. 
Right. And top of mind means posting frequently. You know, you, you're not top of mind if I haven't seen anything that, that you posted for the last six months. Exactly. I mean, LinkedIn is a social network. Uh, it's a professional social network, but that, that means that you need to get in there and engage and share and comment. And, you know, just like you would in Facebook, just take it mm-hmm. up to the professional mindset. Right. Now, one of the things that you mentioned is Pulse. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, <clears throat> a Pulse is basically uh, with the death of uh, the Google Reader. Right? I used to use <laughs> Google Reader to mm-hmm. describe right. to all my blogs. Well, when Google killed that off, I went to, you know, I started working LinkedIn, and um, I found Pulse. and I, So I use Pulse. Pulse is basically a news aggregator. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's an app on your mobile phone, but it's also, you know, on, on your desktop as well. But you basically go in and you choose categories, news categories. I follow a lot of B2B marketing, content marketing, et cetera, et cetera. But you can also drop in, you know, links to other blogs. So I follow, uh, you know, Convince Convert, for, for instance, uh, uh-huh. Marketing Prof, mm-hmm. Copy Blogger. So I put that feed in there. And now um, you can segment those into different channels, like my daily 10, the daily, the, the 10 blogs that I read every single morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's my B2B blog. There's my entertainment one. So if I subscribe to Entertainment Weekly or whatnot. But it's all of this content customized by, by me, with, even with recommendations, uh, mm-hmm. in one place where I can easily read it, um, share it, comment on it, and, and distribute it out. And uh, it's, it's fantastic. Great. And, and it's an easy feature to, to use. It is built into LinkedIn. You just go to interests, and under there you see Pulse, and then you can get it all set up. Um, I don't have mine going to my, my smartphone, but that's because I have a brand new smartphone, and I haven't reinstalled it on there. But, you know, it, it does give you so much content. And as you mentioned, some of that content comes from LinkedIn influencers. Um, talk to us about who those people are and why we might want to follow what they're posting. Uh, well, that's interesting. We just switched over. So LinkedIn today used to be the main site where you would get all of your news, and uh, mm-hmm. that switched over to Pulse. So that's now Pulse. And, that, and what Pulse contains is um, you know, different news media from the Wall Street Journal to the Washington Post. And then we also included some top influencers. So you can see mm-hmm. you know, Richard Branson is an influencer. Right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we, lots of CEOs, lots of CMOs at, at, at top you know, Fortune 500 companies. But the idea there is to bring in original content <clears throat> excuse me, written by these folks that we think is very valuable to a LinkedIn member, where they can read it, they can engage with it, they can share it. Uh, if you look at some of the comments on some of these influencer posts, I mean, they just go on for, for right. uh, quite a while, but they're, mm-hmm. they're really good, engaged conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for instance, Dave, <laughs> I was talking to Dave Kirpin from Michael Media, a super smart guy. He, I think he said in the first six months, he's been writing original content for LinkedIn for the influencers program. Mm-hmm. I think he said he had over 10 million page views. The wow. content. So that just just goes to show that mm-hmm. the, the LinkedIn members they want this original content, and and, mm-hmm. and through the influencers program, uh, we're providing that. And right. then using Pulse as the aggregator, you're seeing not only influencer content, but you're also seeing content that is resonating with the people you're connected to. So mm-hmm. it's it's perfectly customized for you. It's a real time daily newspaper, and you right. know it's it's invaluable. Well, and what I like about it is it is professional. Um, you know, I see lots of other news on all, all my other social media sites, but it is all mixed in. Um, now, granted, because I'm from Colorado, my, my news feed on Facebook today is like 99.9% about the Broncos. But, you know, you, you do kind of have a mix of different things there. And by going to Pulse... It's just business. So when I'm looking for great content or looking for information, that's where I go to really see what's going on. 
Exactly. I mean, if you look at, if you compare the trending topics across uh, the three, I mean, you look at what's trending on Twitter, it's usually stuff in real time, you know, Super Bowl mm-hmm. and, and right. stuff and whatnot. And then you look at what's trending on Facebook, and it's usually, you know, Justin Bieber or, or <laughs> the Bag Awards or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, on LinkedIn, the trending conversations are more around, you know, IT decision makers, uh, B2B marketing, content marketing, mm-hmm. and the stuff that, you know, you can switch out these different mentalities. But at the end of the day, when I wake up in the morning, I don't want to read about, um, you know, the SAG, well, maybe, maybe I do, mm-hmm. but I'd rather get into, I'd rather start my week with some, some inspirational stuff from, from the mm-hmm. folks that, that matter to me the most. Right. You know, and, and then if it's, if it's inspirational to you, you share it on your LinkedIn feed. So <clears throat> there you go. You just Absolutely. created new content. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you can just aggregate it and then, you know, your own blog post. If you're, if you're blogging for your company or, or whatnot, or if you have a new piece of content, um, you know, just keep it non-salesy. And, and uh, we, we always, I always use the, uh, the mentality of, of we need to change from always be closing to always be helping, right? Because right. Um, we're all about building that relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is about helping, you know, and, and yes, we need to close deals because we need to make money. You know, my mortgage people don't like it if I just send them a LinkedIn connection. You know, they, they really do want, want something more than that. But you're going to go further and maybe even faster by doing the, the helpful, by, by providing information that people find valuable, than just saying, hello, buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. Yeah, becoming that trusted resource. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's where we're at right now. Um, and, and customers, you know, the buyer, buyers are in control now. But you mm-hmm. have to get in very early, build that relationship, and, and become that authority uh, and build that trust with them. Right. You know, and, and one of the things that helps build trust is point four in your article, and that's recommendations. Um, you know, I, I go to people's profiles, and, and if I really want to do business with them or establish a good business relationship, I do look at their recommendations. So tell people why those are so important, and then let's also talk about endorsements. Yeah, I think it just validates validates you as uh, you know as an employee at that at, mm-hmm. at that time in your life. How does that person um, re- reflect working with you? I think it's really important. I mean, it's almost like a Yelp review of yourself, if right. you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's hopefully no negative ones. I don't know why you would ever have a negative yeah. one on there. Mm-hmm. But uh, but again, I think there. I think it's really important, and I, I do think people look at that, and it could be a judge of character, a quick glimpse at um, at the folks who've worked with you, who worked closely with mm-hmm. you, and how they reflect upon that time with you. Right. And, you know, there is kind of that quantity-quality thing. They definitely have to be quality. And, you know, it it doesn't have to be 200 recommendations either. But, you know, you do have to have recommendations there. I I completely agree. I mean, I think, you know, there's some folks who have, like, tons of recommendations. And, I mean, I think I have a few that are really solid. But, um, you know, I think there's a balance you need to find between... You need at least a couple, I would, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think people, you know, they, they do have a problem sometimes reaching out and asking for these recommendations. Mm-hmm. But if you have somebody that's close with you, uh, you know, and you can repay the favor to them, um, ask for the recommendations. Right. Ask for a very quick, you know, 200-word recommendation, maybe even mm-hmm. 150 words. It's very quick mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and simple. And then return the favor to them. It, it's, uh, right. It only mm-hmm. takes a few minutes, and it can really leave a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Well, and... You need to be specific when you're asking for the recommendation. You know, unless it was somebody that you just worked with in the last 24, 48 hours, you need to say, hey, you know, we worked together in, you know, 1990. Here's what we worked on. You know, all of those various things. Because if you're not, even if they give you a recommendation, it could be so generic, it's not going to be valuable. But if you pointed out some of the things that you want them to cover, they're more likely to be able to, to provide you a good quality recommendation. 
Exactly. If you can, you know, specifically call out and say, "Hey, remember that project we worked on? I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Uh, would you mind rec- writing a recommendation, you know, based on that?" I mean, it's that simple. Right. And that's extremely important for job seekers. You know, they're looking through and they're they're seeing in the the various jobs they're applying for, you know, you need to have this this and this as as a, as a job skill. Well, if they then have those job skills mentioned by somebody in a recommendation, you just hit it out of the ballpark. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and when people give a recommendation, they're doing it to be helpful. So, you know, they, they want to provide you with what you need. Yeah, and, and again, I think, I think you know, if you have that relationship built with somebody uh, and you have worked with them and you, and you can return the favor, it just takes a few minutes. It's, it's super easy to do. Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn, eh, maybe a year ago or so, brought kind of the stepchild, shall we say, of recommendations, and those are endorsements. I People either love them or hate them. I'm okay with them, you know, and, and I try and give endorsements anytime I can. But talk to us a little bit about what endorsements are. Uh, well, the endorsements, it's just, it's uh, obviously when you log into LinkedIn and you can um, see, do you want to endorse so-and-so for, you know, social media or different mm-hmm. tags. Uh, but, I mean, it's just a quick snapshot Um you know, it, it's a great way to kind of engage with somebody very quickly. Uh, you can endorse them for wine, endorse them for all these things that are on their profile. Uh, but at the same time, you know, when when you do go to somebody's profile, here's this here's this quick snapshot uh, of of what they've been endorsed for, and I think that's really powerful. I think it's really powerful to look at. Mm-hmm. If you have, um, you know, 50 endorsements for social media, I would take that as <laughs> you, you probably know what you're doing. Right. Um, you know, the same could be said with you know lead generation or I mean I have my B two B you know marketing uh, classes on all the time so I view mm-hmm. the world specifically through the B two B eyes but yeah I mean I think uh, I think it's just a nice way to keep in touch with people um, it feels good to get uh, uh, you know when I get that email that says so and so has endorsed you right um, and I'll likely go back and see what I can do for them you know and and I think one of the the criticisms of it is it's almost too easy. So I have people who endorse me for things and they have absolutely no idea if I really can do that. Um you know and and but do people, you know, do they question it? No. You know, I do try though when I'm giving an endorsement to make sure that it is something that I have direct knowledge about. Of of course. I mean, is it is it absolutely perfect? No, but it's it's what you make out of it. So, just like you said, if I'm going to you know click on that endorsement, it is very easy to do. If I'm going to endorse somebody for a skill or a particular um, you know uh, area of expertise, I'm certainly going to make sure that uh, that it's applicable because it's my face, uh, right. it's my profile tied back mm-hmm. to that endorsement. Right. You know, and and just like with a recommendation, if somebody were to contact you about it, you wouldn't want to say, "Oh, I just clicked the button." You know, you want to be able to say, "Oh, yeah, I know that Jason has done this." And, getting some weird feedback um i know that jason has done this and he's great at it as opposed to oh, i just clicked the button again i think it's it's all about you know it's just another way to uh enhance your profile the richness of the mm-hmm. profile um is, is really up to you and it's what you make of it and i think that's just another element that uh, reinforces you know how much uh visibility you can have for yourself as a marketer or or anyone for that for that matter cool well, we are already at the bottom of the hour. Time is just flying because this is, is such a great conversation, and I can already see, Jason, that we're going to have to have you on again. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, the last two, uh, the last three points in your article, and then I want to know more about 
LinkedIn and its corporate culture. You know, what is it to, to what's it like to, to be there? And then kind of more tips on, on how people can use social media in general to build relationships with their customers. So I am Deb Creer. I'm talking with Jason Miller of LinkedIn on Mile High Radio, and we will be back in just a couple of moments. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. More stimulating talk radio. MileHighRadio.com Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org. This offer is void where prohibited. Resort selections and reservations are subject to availability. This ad is used for the purpose of soliciting the sale of timeshare interests. Do you want to make a powerful improvement today for better living? I have the answer. Take a vacation. Diamond Resorts International is offering exciting, spacious resort destinations to everyone who qualifies. Stay for four days and three nights at the resort location of your choice for just $159. Not per night, but for the entire stay. Come to Orlando or Las Vegas. It's just $159 for the entire stay. So what are you waiting for? Get away today for just just $159. And these aren't standard hotel rooms. They're luxurious suites. So call 1-800-542-9072. If you call right now, we'll give you a $100 Visa gift card if you qualify. That's right, a $100 Visa gift card and a well-deserved four-day, three-night getaway for just $159, which means your vacation is really just $59. Call 1-800-542-9072. Call for the time of your life and better living. Call now, 1-800-542-9072. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, and I'm talking with Jason Miller, who is the Senior Content Marketing Manager at LinkedIn. Of course, we're talking about LinkedIn. But first, before we jump back in, Jason, tell people how they connect with you online. Uh, well, you can connect with me several ways. On Twitter, I'm Jason Miller CA, as in Jason Miller, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on LinkedIn, I am, uh, if you just search in uh, LinkedIn in the box, search Jason Miller LinkedIn, I should hopefully be the first one that pops up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> great, great. You know, and, and one of the things that you just mentioned is something so important. It's not just LinkedIn. You know, you're on Twitter, you're on, you know, all these various other social media sites. And I think that's sometimes where people get tripped up is they think, well, they need to focus on one thing, which may be appropriate, but it's also okay to spread your wings and be on other social media platforms too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, social media at the end of the day is all about trial and error, right? So Mm -hmm. it's all about trying new things, uh, seeing what works, and then having those scale. Um, So... You know, I look at uh, I look at every social media channel from you know uh, from LinkedIn, of course, to Facebook, to Twitter, to Google Plus, to you know SlideShare, any of those networks, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. 
uh, all of those are part should be part of your overall kind of integrated marketing approach, right? right? Uh, find out what works. Uh, even pen, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest Pinterest fan in the world, but um, <laughs> I've been known to pin a few things here and there. Mm -hmm. But you know, whatever your audience is, and then whatever they want to engage with you, they're in control now. So right. uh, you don't dictate the the, the means of, mm -hmm. of engagement. Uh, they do, and you have to be where they're at, and you have to be right. there with some good content. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's all about making sure that your content is kind of packaged appropriately for the platform. Um, you know, when, when I post, I try and remember, okay, I'm on Twitter. They're looking at Twitter for quick snippets of information. On Facebook, they're wanting, you know, a little bit more maybe personality. On LinkedIn, it is more business. So I might post about the same subject, but I try and, and give it a little spin so that the people on those various sites might be a little bit more interested in it. Absolutely, it's all in how you frame it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's all the, it's the context. It's, it's basically, you know, making it your own, taking this piece of content, sharing it, and saying why this is, you know, important to you, why you liked it, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then you take it a step further. The visual that you that accompanies that content. Um, I mean, you know, David Ogilvy used to say, I think that was like like eighty percent of or eighty cents of, the, of your dollars spent on your headline. Uh, mm -hmm. You could say the same thing about your visual these days. You have some right. seconds to get these people's attention, so mm -hmm. make sure you have a, a good visual to go with that. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be an appropriate visual, um, you know. And and the the cool thing is, there's so many places out there to to get visuals and and to be able to to buy them. You know, don't just steal them from the internet. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, a, a PR person and advertising marketing from you know the time back when we would have to pay three to five hundred dollars just for one image. Now it's you know a dollar for an image, and I love that. There's there's no reason why people shouldn't be purchasing the images that they use. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even Creative Commons, you can use mm -hmm. uh, many of those images are free right. as long as you give you know, a proper attribution and, mm -hmm. it, and it just takes a second. But uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no excuse for not having a compelling visual uh, to share with your content. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So before we jump back in, Jason, tell us a little bit about what you do for fun, especially with your rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I've always, you know, I, my, my music background uh, I love the music industry, but unfortunately, it was kind of crumbling in on itself when I left around 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. So to keep my ties, I've always written um, for various uh, publications and whatnot. And, and it's funny because that kind of parlayed into uh, content marketing and, and how I got into you know tech writing. <clears throat> but in my spare time, I run a, a blog called uh, Rock and Roll Cocktail, which is basically um, I just I take concert I do uh, concert photography, so I shoot um, you know anybody from. Van Halen to uh, some up-and-coming little baby bands here and there. Mm -hmm. But I, tie, I try to tie it all in with some music blogging uh, and then a little bit of social blogging, but I, I'm really into uh, the low-light photography, so that's, that's where I spend a lot of my spare time. Mm -hmm. Fun, fun, fun. Well, you know, let's, let's jump back into talking about social. Um, and, but that, you know, what you talked about really did just lead into this, where your comment on your article is that you're not engaging. You know, so... How is it that that you can do things to actually connect with people? What are what are tips that you suggest? Um, well, well, I think it's just about again, it's it's paying attention, right? It's it's paying attention mm -hmm. and it's adding value. Always, you know, engaging authentically. I mean, I think that's may, may, might be a little bit uh, overused buzzword, but uh, I think it still rings true today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the LinkedIn news feed, uh, the LinkedIn feed, as, as we call it, is is. It's just a wealth of information, um, mm -hmm. and if you can connect with other people, you can drop do little filter drop downs on LinkedIn. You can comment on stuff. You can share stuff. Uh, I mean, it's just that's that's the place to start, right? Um, right. And yeah, I, I, t I even I spend a lot, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn, but I also spend a lot of time on Twitter. I have my list built out, 
and mm-hmm. I've identified the people who are influential in the um, in the space that I live in. So that's the B2B marketing world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I have that split up, and, and again, just I think just 20 minutes a day of getting in there and mm-hmm. and reading and sharing and commenting. I mean, that's all right. it takes. You'll see you will see a dramatic improvement uh, almost immediately with your mm-hmm. with your connections and your mentions. It's, it's really um, it's easy to do. It's just you need to dedicate some time to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and the big thing is is what you just mentioned. It is not a one-way street. It's about two-way. So share and comment. And and you know, I'm I'm I admit that I need to do more of that on LinkedIn. Um, I do a lot of it on Facebook, obviously, but mm-hmm. I need to focus more on LinkedIn. And what surprises me sometimes is when I will post something, at, you know, a link to an article on both my Facebook page and my LinkedIn page. I mm-hmm. almost always get more comments and more shares off of LinkedIn and it's people who are, who are friends or fans of you know on on Facebook so they're seeing it more on LinkedIn well I think you know I, I mean again I use Facebook a lot especially for my photography stuff but I think it's just two different mindsets I think you know on Facebook it, it might be a, a little bit clouded the feed might be a little bit clouded with uh, with some pretty irrelevant stuff mm-hmm. to where you know, it's right. much more concentrated, and, and LinkedIn, LinkedIn, we're very protective of that feed because we want to deliver mm-hmm. the the optimal, you know, content experience, the optimal mm-hmm. feed um, based on who you're connected with and what types of uh, uh, content you want to engage with. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the the next tip in your article is about groups. Um, you know, I when I talk to people, I will say, "Hey, you need to be part of groups," and they look at me and they give me these "huh" looks. Why are groups so important on LinkedIn? Uh, again, I think I think groups are uh, are just like one of these little secrets on LinkedIn that, that some people really get it and some people uh, mm-hmm. just just haven't figured out how to you know how to use them properly yet or, or get the most value from. But uh, the group is basically an internal community based on on the contents and, and topics that you you decide. Uh, I'm, I, I'm a, <laughs> I think we allow you to join up to 50 groups. I mean, mm-hmm. I I think That's I am lot. at around 50 groups, but mm-hmm. it's a lot. I mean, and it could be overwhelming, but. At the end of the day, there's probably five or six groups that I check in with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, daily and weekly. There was—it's mm-hmm. funny. I was—I was actually come. There's a CMO group that, uh, that I'm part. Of. I'm not a CMO by any means, but that's my audience, and, and I like mm-hmm. to right. stay on top of those conversations. But I chimed in on a conversation, and somebody came back and said, "Oh, I didn't know uh, LinkedIn employees engaged in, in LinkedIn groups." I'm like, <laughs> well, uh, "What are you talking about?" Why I mean, not? Just, mm-hmm. Exactly. But uh, the groups—I mean, it's—it's it's basically like I said, it's your internal community, and mm-hmm. you can control it as long as you manage it well. You can keep the conversations going. There's a little leaderboard. Uh, you can brand it. Uh, it's just uh, lots of opportunities. I and mean, I was speaking to uh, Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner mm-hmm. uh, a few a few weeks ago, and he was talking about how great his LinkedIn group was going. Um, they basically moved their uh, online community off of. Uh, from one place and moved it into LinkedIn, and nice. it's, it's through the roof. The engagement's mm-hmm. great, the conversation's great. It's a wealth of information. If you're, I mean, some of these groups that you can get an online MBA from. I mean, in marketing, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's remarkable. And the ideas for content that, that come out of there, uh, you can see these conversations happening around um, your industry, where, where the pain points are, where mm-hmm. the hot topics are. I mean, it's, it's a wealth of information, right. especially for a content right. marketer. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one providing that information, I always tell people, you know, look to see what what's going on in the group. If you're the only one providing information, well, then it kind of gets a, a little annoying. 
but you know, really look to see if it's an active group and, and how much engagement is there. You know, I don't want to waste my time on a group where the last person who posted on there was, you know, a long time ago. And, and sometimes a long time ago in the social media world is an hour or two ago. You know, certainly <laughs> it's, you know, days, weeks, and, and longer than that. So really look at the groups and figure out if, if you would go talk with those people in real life, you know, then that, that might be a, a real good fit for you. Yeah, and again, I think you get out of it what you put into it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not an easy thing to do, and you do definitely need some, you know, you, it's going to take some time. If you want to do mm-hmm. the groups and get the most value out of it, it's going to take time. Uh, there's a couple of groups. Uh, there's a group called the Content Marketing Editors Group, which is a, a private group that I'm part of. And uh, the we basically get in there and share ideas around content. And, uh, I mean, the, it, it, it helps me tremendously. If I have a question or if I have a problem with something, I can go there and get expert help. And these people... The people in the group, you know, they, they, they're there to help. They, they, mm-hmm. I think if I, if I know the answer to a question, uh, it's a good feeling to be able to jump in there and share right. it. And then I think it goes around. Uh, what, what comes around goes around in those mm-hmm. groups when it comes to helping people Definitely. out. You know, and, and it's a great way to kind of help yourself to start your own group. Um, you know, there's, there's so many ways to be connecting with people on LinkedIn that so many people aren't aware of that, you know, I, I think that it's, it takes, it, it would be worth their time just to go and kind of mouse about for a while. Yeah, I, again, my, my recommendation is to, like you mentioned, like, like you said before, find uh, the groups with the high activity that are relevant mm-hmm. to you. Find four or five of them, subscribe to their email updates, and, uh, and just jump right in. Do a little right. bit of reading, do some commenting, mm-hmm. do some sharing. Uh, read the rules of the group, see if you can post them there. I mean, a lot of these groups are, a lot of the more successful ones are, you know, non-self-promotions, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. But they do, they, they do, um, there are opportunities to get in there and share your own content here and there as long as it's mm-hmm. helping. Right. And and there's subtle ways to, to be doing some self-promotion that aren't the kind of, you know, neon lights flashing type of things. So, and, and which is, is better anyway than the neon light type of flashing things? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's uh, there's uh, essentially a leaderboard in there of the mm-hmm. most active members. So if you're in there adding value, uh, you're going to show up. You're going to be become more visible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also can you know go on, into, into the open groups when you're engaging. That goes into your feed and can drive traffic that way too. So there's I mean there's tremendous opportunity if, if you have the time to dedicate to it. Mm-hmm. Now the the last thing in your article that you talk about is something that I love and I haven't used it enough, so I need to. to use it more and it's funny it's going by a whole bunch of different names now um, but it's where people can uh, post their their what what LinkedIn calls rich media portfolio you know we also see it called professional gallery online portfolio you know all of those various things talk to us about what what that is and why people should really be using it absolutely it, it, we, we refer to it we call it uh, the LinkedIn Treasury and it's basically, uh, like you mentioned, it's a place where you can showcase your rich media. So you can put mm-hmm. videos, you can put infographics, you can ebooks, presentations, slideshare presentations. Of course, is you know, slideshare is integrated with LinkedIn and uh, great for visual thought leadership. But um, again, I mean, I, if you go to my profile, I take full advantage of this mm-hmm. because I produce a lot of visual content. So infographics and, and videos, and uh, you know, I went to Fiverr, even had uh, a little jingle made of uh, around my around my bio for fun. So, uh-huh. uh, but if it, it, you can really get a, a nice glimpse into the creative world of that person with this profile, mm-hmm. uh, with the, with the treasury, um, and see the you know the, if you have a speaking session that you've done that you recorded, uh, if you have a webinar, uh, there's I mean, a great place to put that. Your slides, um, the video, uh, photos, infographics, 
all those things can can really shine through and and, uh, and, and really boost your profile as well. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a maximum number of items or an optimal number that you can post? In? And there, you can post them in your summary and your experience and your education, right? Uh, yes, you can. And I'm not sure of the optimum number because I just keep posting. Uh, I post the <laughs> stuff that uh, that that I <laughs> that I love, right? And mm-hmm. um, the stuff that I'm really proud of. Right. You know, and, and it's it's very easy to do it. Um, you know, and, and I think that's where people kind of get mixed up is they think, well, this is a complicated process. And LinkedIn has made it as easy as they possibly could. Yeah, it, it just, again, I, I recommend that you, you know, take a look at your profile and just look for opportunities. I mean, this is, you know, this is your place to showcase yourself as a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't brag about yourself a little bit, right? you got awards, right. you got mm-hmm. rich media. So um, <laughs> this is the one place I think where, you know, you can encourage yourself to get up there and, and, and brag a little bit about yourself and show off mm-hmm. your accomplishments. Right. You know, and, and, you know, it's obviously a good tool if you're in the job market because you can show examples of your work. Um, you'll make sure that you're not sharing proprietary information or something that you really shouldn't be sharing. But, you know, you can also share, you know, say you're you're in business, you own your own company, you're a salesperson, whatever. You can have, you know, links to a sales training video or a PDF of your uh, something that, that you are uh, a product or a service. So there really are so many things that people really could be using this for. Absolutely. And, and again, you know, to add on to that, um, you know, like the, the content marketers around me who inspire me, like, you know, Joe Chernoff from HubSpot or uh, Joe Polizzi or Ann Hanley, I mean, if, if I want some inspiration or if I'm kind of deadlocked on some ideas around content creation, I can go to their profile and I can look mm-hmm. at their work and, and it helps right. me kind of, you know, uh, trigger the, the, the content block that I have and, and it gives you some really good ideas. Like, here's mm-hmm. what the top content marketers have done and produced and had great success with. How can I kind of adapt that and borrow that mentality and, and make it my own? I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's, it's inspiration. Well, and I love going to the, the profiles from people who somebody might consider them to be my competitor. I don't. I see them as, you know, as a thought leader, as someone who is doing work that I admire. And so I love when I can go and see examples of their work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, competition is great because it makes us all better marketers. When I right. first started at, at Marketo a couple of years, a few years ago, you know, it was very, it was a brutal environment. It was, uh, it was Eloqua and Marketo and HubSpot and Pardot, and then we were all creating really great content and great blogs and writing about hot topics. But uh, you know, we were all going after the same audience and the same mm-hmm. attention. But what they would do, we we all saw it, and it would it would kind of you know inspire me and push me to be better and do something you know a little bit. A little bit more out there, and take mm-hmm. take a, an intelligent risk when it came to, you know, content marketing or right. social media marketing, etc. So mm-hmm. I think competition is great, and paying attention to them is, is it's easy to do these days, right? Oh, well, and I want to see what my competition is doing. You know, are they have they, have they changed what they're doing with their presentations, or written a new book or a new article? Because I don't want to fall behind. Exactly, and and again, I think it's all about keeping your uh, keeping your team on your toes, mm-hmm. uh, and just paying attention. It's, I don't think it's spying by any means. I think it's all out there for the taking. Right. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's what you can make out of it and um, inspire you or just you know, give you an edge, a competitive edge. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Well, tell us what it's like to work at LinkedIn. You know, Because I think we all have this vision that it's just two people and they're all sitting at their computers and just tap, 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 tap. What's it <laughs> like to work at a company like LinkedIn? Uh, well, you know, I'm about seven months in, and I've gotten this question quite a few times. I'm actually writing a blog post uh, today. I'm going to try to finish up today. 
about what it's been like uh, the first seven months. Uh, now, I came from Marketo, which is a 500-person startup um, mm-hmm. that went public, and then you know, I'm moving over to a 5,000-person company. So it was a little bit of a culture shock for me. But at the end of the day, I mean, LinkedIn, they, they get it, right, because they know how easy it is um, to, to steal employees, I guess you could say. Uh, but, I, I mean, they really get it. It's a great place to work. I, I, I have to say I've never been happier in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just the we, we, just the things that LinkedIn does, the little things. There's so many daily benefits. I mean, the team I work with are super smart marketers. Um, you know, they're, they give me the opportunity to you know, take my creative side, pull in my inspiration from music, and tie it into my job a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. They just I, I work out of the San Francisco office, and we have our headquarters in Mountain View. Um, so there's a beautiful cafe down there, and, and mm-hmm. uh, we just opened up a, a, a new jam room in San Francisco. It's funny, I posted a couple of pics about that. So, <laughs> I mean, just mm-hmm. they, they really make it a really good place to work. They make you feel welcome, and they make the, um, the employees feel really important, and they give right. you everything you would need to be successful, and that's, that's why I love the place. Mm-hmm. Well, and it is a large corporation. I mean, you mentioned it has 5,000 employees. It has offices around the world. And and so that's why, to me, LinkedIn is something that, you know, we'll see 10, 20, you know, 30 years from now, hopefully, because it's a company that has a good foundation and it knows what it's doing. It's not, you know, one of these little social media startups that come and go. It, it really is establishing a presence. Yeah, and, and again, I think the... The fact that they do um, they do take their employees so seriously, and they want to make sure that they're happy, and they keep their finger mm-hmm. on the pulse. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, we we have we brought in um, we have a LinkedIn speaker series where they bring in speakers on a weekly basis for inspiration, and uh, we have book clubs, and uh, we have ping pong tables and foosball tables, and it's just every you walk in here, you don't see anybody LinkedIn um, mm-hmm. stressed out of their mind or or angry. I mean, everybody's really positive, everybody's really nice, and. Uh, it's just a really, they've, they've created a remarkably well-balanced work environment. Mm-hmm. Well, and to me, then, that shows in the product. Um, you know, it's it's a well-thought-out platform. It it changes, but it doesn't change, shall we say, with the speed of Facebook, which to me, you know, is, is good. Sometimes I think Facebook makes changes just to make changes. The changes that LinkedIn makes are really to enhance the user's experience. It's, it's all about the members. The member-first mentality at LinkedIn mm-hmm. is what really keeps that the platform thriving. Right. You know, and and it's, it continually evolves, um, and you add little things. One of the, the nifty features that I've now started using more is kind of that, that function that you have that makes it a little database management system where I can go to someone's profile that I'm connected with, and I can put my own little comments in their their connection thing that they don't see. Remember, everybody, you, nobody sees these. But yeah. I can put in there, you know, something about, you know, just had a great meeting with this person. Here's what we talked about. Then when I follow up, I've got that information there. Um, it has the ability to send you reminders. So maybe, you know, I met with somebody today and they said, hey, follow up with me in a month. That's not overly flexible you know it's just a, a, a week a month and and i believe a day so you know hopefully that will kind of evolve so that it can really remind me you know contact this person on january 29th at, at 10 p.m but it's a great little tool to be able to to add in there yeah and again i think it's all about just making uh making the world more connected connecting mm-hmm. you and making it much easier to uh to stay connected with the, with with the people who are most important to you so right. I, I, again you know, another important thing we just launched last week was the uh, the volunteer network. Um, mm. So we can match up 
uh, we, we found that our members were really interested in volunteering cool. uh, with nonprofits. And so we launched this community where you can actually match up your needs with, uh, with different nonprofit agencies. Nice. Really exciting, really exciting stuff. Well, and to me, volunteering is an integral part of someone's professional um, kind of makeup. You know, and, and it, it's a great way to get skills, um, to share your skills. I always, you know, I, I talk a lot with uh, college students who say, well, I don't have anything to, to put on LinkedIn. Why should I be there? And I tell them, you volunteered. You know, that's, that's a great skill. And, and maybe you volunteered for Habitat for Humanity. So that's great. You learned how to build a house. But you also learn teamwork. Maybe you were the, the ball project. You know, all of those things can be an important part of what you're putting on LinkedIn. Absolutely, especially for the college kids. I mean, you're going out in the world, and you have you have to have a place to start building your online reputation and manage it correctly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I think uh, I think you're going to see. Um, you know, we we do have university pages now. We launched a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to a company page, but it's based around your university page. So now you can connect mm-hmm. with your peers that way as well. But right. I think you're going to see a, a really nice um, uh, push from uh, you know the college kids as they mm-hmm. enter the workforce and start discovering the benefits of LinkedIn. Right. And I, I know that more and more college students are actually putting profiles on LinkedIn, which is fabulous because then they can connect with business people in, in a professional way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, again, it's it's all about... Um, it's all about connecting and setting up those networks and following the companies and the influencers to to get to you know to get your own personal feed of content to, to mm-hmm. make yourself you know a better better at what you do. Right, you know, and and if you are a college student and you're you know on there and you're looking at great articles from influencers and the other connections that you have and you share those, that's a great thing when a recruiter or um, you know an HR person is looking at your profile because they're seeing that you do have business savvy yeah and, and even if you want to get on somebody's radar uh, you know if you're sharing their content uh, you know mm-hmm. commenting on it and um, I mean it, it, people pay attention to those little those, right. those little high fives mm-hmm. in the social world so mm-hmm. well and it really is a great way to connect you know we started off the hour by talking about the fact that that's how I connected with you is I read your great article and I gave you that little virtual high five yeah, absolutely, and, and I responded, and uh, I, I, this is definitely a mutually beneficial uh, connection because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thrilled to be on your show. I follow your content now, and, and uh, hopefully we can do more of this in the future. Well, and you know, we definitely will because we've just scratched the surface on, on how people can use LinkedIn, and we didn't even really talk about what it is more specifically that you do with LinkedIn Marketing Solutions, which to me, you know, in, in, in two minutes here that we've got left – Tell us, Jason, what LinkedIn Marketing Solutions is. I know what it is, but tell you know tell our listeners what that does. Sure, absolutely. And and again, I think we were a content marketing world, and a lot of folks were asking, why is LinkedIn a content marketing world? Well, I think over the past two years, the um, the applications and the marketing solutions that we built up for the marketer to market their products and services and content on LinkedIn uh, have, have have really shown. Um, to be successful for a lot of marketers, uh, there's SlideShare, there's sponsored updates, which is our core product. There's mm-hmm. uh, company pages, which is your, your your place to share your content hub, uh, your place to share your content, your company updates, connect with people, get followers. Um, all these kind of working together uh, can, can really benefit a marketing strategy. Well, and one of my favorite things from LinkedIn is LinkedIn's blog. I love that. There are so many cool topics that come out of LinkedIn's blog that I share with my followers because it's it's great information. 
Oh, the, the insights coming out of the corporate blog are tremendous, and, and uh, they do a great job. I run the uh, the blog for the content marketing solutions specifically, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's also uh, there's a talent solutions blog. And it's the, there's the corporate blog, there's the talent solutions blog, the social uh, selling blog, which is launched from Coca Section, which is great too, mm-hmm. and then the market blog, of course. But all that, uh, there's so much good content uh, there. And I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a little, little uh, biased, Just a little biased. My, uh, my own <laughs> blog, but uh, <laughs> but the corporate mm-hmm. blog is tremendous. They do a really good job. Well, and, you know, there's fun tips, there's information, there's all sorts of really good information that's there. Absolutely. We, I mean, the goal is to keep it mixed up. We don't want to just keep pushing out the same content. We want to have mm-hmm. a little bit of fun. Uh, you know, content is there to inspire, educate, uh, and sometimes entertain. I think some, mm-hmm. I think people forget about that a lot. Right, right. So, Jason, we have run out of time, and I'm crushed because... You really have given us so much information, so we will definitely have you on again. Because as I mentioned, we've just scratched the surface with what people can really use LinkedIn for, what some of the features are. Um, So we will have you back on again, hopefully sooner rather than later. But again, tell people how they connect with you. Uh, You can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just type in Jason Miller LinkedIn, and I hopefully should be the first person who pops up. Uh, And you can find me on Twitter at JasonMillerCA. Great. Well, again, thank you so much. For our listeners who aren't connected with me, it's pretty easy to connect. Um, The easiest way is just to go to my website, which is debkreer, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com, and all of my social media links are there. Definitely, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn um, if if you haven't already. And, Jason, thank you so much. To everyone, enjoy your day, um, and we will connect with you next week. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com